Hello, welcome to the Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards podcast for the week of September 9, hello, 2013. <laughs> this is episode 207. I'm Chris Bevelo, president of Interval, or the healthcare marketing firm that puts on the podcast. With me today in studio are Katie Streeter, content marketing specialist at Interval, and Adam Meyer, creative director at Interval. Welcome. Welcome to Or should I say well. goodbye? <laughs> oh, it's not an Farewell. ouch. We have sad news. Yes. This is Katie's last day at Interval. It is. That's very sad. It is. Yes. I well, am very sad about it. She'll be missed dearly. She will be. Oh. So what are, what are you doing? Tell people what you're doing. Um, I am going to a company called Amcom Software, which is still in the healthcare realm. It's a lot different, though. Um, and they, I'll be a marketing specialist there and they work with hospitals and health systems and also actually government and education clients, but mostly healthcare, um, to, uh, with their critical communication solutions products. What was that again? <laughs> I <what>? don't know. <laughs> critical communications. You described solutions. it before and it made perfect sense. Yeah. Okay. So, well, they, they do, they have products ranging from like things as boring as like a call center. <laughs> Hope they don't listen to <laughs> I know. Maybe. <laughs> it's okay. Don't worry. Um, so they we'll do keep things. your desk clear for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So things like a call center in a hospital or health system, they manage the software behind that. But then their most recent product, or their biggest product right now, is, um, I'm forgetting what it's called, which isn't good, but it's the ability, it gives the physicians the ability, or hospital administrators, whoever, the ability to text each other in the hospital um, setting on a smartphone when in critical situations with patient health information without violating HIPAA. Hmm. So they have a range of products from things from the call center up until that, and that's their main product right now. So that's... Um, it's like Snapchat for doctors. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> This message will self-destruct after 10 uh, seconds. That's right. That yeah, is a, I guess that, that is makes a, sense. That is a good one. That is a concern, right? I mean, we've had to right. deal with that when we've worked mm-hmm. on websites or healthcare applications where, you know, we want patients to communicate. And especially texting is where it gets tricky. Yeah. And I think the idea is that eventually pagers, they will take over pagers yeah um, it's amazing that it's amazing the pagers are, are still around yeah. it's kind of like yeah. fax machines it's like two things it's like go away already you're just yeah. not really necessary but um i mean i'm sure there's a reason they're still stuck they're right. still around. I mean, right. I'm, I'm guessing legacy systems that hospitals have a hard time getting away from and probably general reliability i mean hell your phone dies mm-hmm. you know well, during pager, the pagers last like four months before you need to charge them right again. during the boston marathon situation um everyone had to use their pagers because they couldn't use yeah. their cell phones yep. so i mean there still is but how does that work what do you mean everybody had to use their pager they had to to get in contact with each other they had to use pagers because the cell phones weren't but working. how isn't a pager page you can't communicate yeah with i guess it. but well it's a, it's a they, you can send evolved, sh- you can send short messages on and there. then use the landline i guess to call them yeah to say go to the phone i remember having or, a pager like 20 years ago yeah or probably not that long I had one when I worked at Mayo, and I was like, I don't even know what to do with this. <laughs> <laughs> I remember pagers as basically it's a way for people to notify you that you need to do call something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. I don't remember being able to respond to it. No. So uh, they must have advanced. I, well, they can send a short message yes. on there, I'm pretty sure. Like, yes. I know when my wife gets paged, because she might have to go in for to help a surgery. She's a nurse. Yeah. Um, 
she'll, I think there's a short message that appears yeah. with, with it. You can do it from your computer, too. At least with the paging system at Mayo, you can yeah. type a little message on your computer. Funny. So, yeah. It's so I am very sad to leave Interval. Well, you guys are great. Go. So, yeah. But unfortunately, it's happening. That's <laughs> so, all right. And then yeah. that's why we wanted to have you on the last podcast. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to be here. This will be my, my last podcast ever. And you're yeah. gonna miss Shushmid. I know. Well, maybe it won't be your last podcast. Yeah, ever. maybe you can maybe get. Uh, we can have you future. back on as a guest. Yeah, yeah for sure. I'll talk all about software. Or maybe, <laughs> maybe <laughs> no, <there's> but <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe there's a place for podcasting where you're going. I mean, maybe, maybe. there's a practical application for it. Maybe. For, yeah. I mean, guessing it's a lot of biz B two B stuff. It right? is. Biz, yeah, so yeah. Huh, I don't know. Yeah. There's probably still some opportunities there. Some. Yeah. Somehow, somewhere. Sure. Yeah. All right, Don't so take, leave the I microphone guess we, here. Katie runs <laughs> off with the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, I'm going to do this. <laughs> we'll have to just move forward, do the best we can. Yes. yes. So we have some updates. Uh, as you know, Shushmid, right around the corner. Holy cow. Three weeks away as of this podcast. Yeah. Uh, we have, as you know, we're going to be broadcasting live from Shushmid. We know that it's going to be Robert and Jackie and I there. Mm-hmm. So probably sometimes it'll be all three of us on the podcast, sometimes just two of us, but we're going to have guests. And if you're going and would like to be a guest, we've already heard from a few people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're lining up slots for that. So let us know. But now you can't email Katie. If you email Katie, that's fine. <laughs> we'll get the email. But you now we have to use info at our new, <laughs> that's our new employee, info. <laughs> info at thinkinterval.com. Uh, and if you have things you want us to discuss, your biggest pain points, your biggest challenges, let us know that. We've already heard at least a couple of ideas for that. Uh, I'm speaking Tuesday morning on branding. Uh, we are doing branding at the bar, which is, you know, it's so funny because when you think about that, that's so inappropriate title for what it is and what we do. And I mean, Blue Lake, our new company, our sister company does branding, but Interval doesn't. Mm-hmm. Content marketing at the bar. Content marketing no. at the bar. The quite, it just quite, sounds good. It doesn't have like quite the same ring. Branding at the bar. <laughs> yeah, that does sound good. Yeah, there's a history to it, but Bad. I don't think it matters now. I think the the brand behind it is is powerful. We wouldn't want to change that name. Yeah. There's too much equity in it. Yeah, People know it from here and on. Well, branding like is it. broad, and we've got partners that help us with it, and everything kind of in some way, shape, or form, falls under that umbrella. Well, yeah. that's like, we should just call it like the universe at the bar. That is awesome. <laughs> there we go. Do you like that? Yes. Space trivia? Yeah. <laughs> Space trivia. What else do we have? Do we have other deals? What are we going to have at Shushmid? So uh, I think we're going to have some kind of giveaways. But, you know, we're we're anti-status quo. So we're doing a podcast at our exhibit instead of standing there Trying to get you to come in and talk about your marketing needs. <laughs> we're, if we're handing things out, it sure as hell won't be anything functional or it'll be ridiculous. <laughs> We've had some ideas we won't share yet. We're going to have a paper on content marketing to give out. Uh, what else are we going to have? That might be it. Oh, we're going to have, we're going to have prizes. Mm-hmm. Bre- Branding at the Bar has prizes. Nice. Four. Count them. Four iPads. That's awesome. Nice. To give away. So can I show up then? You and, should show up. And win. <laughs> well, I don't can. know about winning. You could. That would be everybody know that's an inside job though. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> All right. Any other updates? I know there are more updates and I can't remember what they are now. Let me see. 
Hmm. Um, I've, I've covered all the ones in the official yeah. agenda, but there's so much going it. on. It just feels like, I don't know. We've got some new clients. Yeah. Probably can't tell you who they are yet. <laughs> Katie's leaving. Yeah. I don't know. All right. That's it for updates. That's all. Should we talk about some stuff? Let's talk. All right. Let's we're going to talk it. about some stuff. So two things on the docket. The first is a article. I assume you found this, Katie. I did. From Spark Sheet, which I don't know what that is, Sheet. but Sheet. Spark Sheet is an award-winning multi-platform magazine. <laughs> Spark Sheet, oh Sheet! <laughs> Spark Sheet is an award-winning multi-platform magazine. We explore how brands are using different platforms to get relevant content to the right people wherever they may be. More. <laughs> That's what the little, the little sentence ends with. It's more. <laughs> it's a responsive website, in other words. So it's not responsive, is it? Yeah, well, it maybe is. it is. Mm-hmm. So this article is called Prescribing Content. The U.S. healthcare industry gets a dose of digital. And it, it's, it's one of those stories that makes me, I don't know, when, when we've been trying to push the envelope on something for years, you get frustrated because you feel like you have to convince people, you have to prove it, it's new, it's innovative. I mean, we've been talking about content marketing in one way or the other in healthcare for four years easy, probably even more than that. Um, in fact, we were just talking before this podcast about how we did a content marketing campaign in 2008 that we didn't even call content marketing then. That, I don't even know if that phrase was around. If it was, it certainly was not in healthcare. Right. But looking back at it, that's exactly what it was. You know, trying to draw people in with some kind of compelling content as opposed to beating your chest and, and promoting how awesome you are in whatever way it is. So this article is essentially from this uh, blog. And they obviously are all over content marketing. That's what they exist for. But they've turned their eye to healthcare, and they've recognized that this is exploding in healthcare. And they attribute it to a lot of things. They attribute it primarily to um, whatever the official name is. I always call it Obamacare. Yeah. Whatever uh, the official name is. Accountable care. Accountable. Accountable. And there's affordable in there somewhere too. It's yeah. Most people call it the ACA, Accountable Care Act. But there is. Patient affordability and accountability oh. care. I don't, I don't know what the hell it is. Huh. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but basically what it's saying is a big component of that is hospitals in particular are going to have to, uh, and insurers to some point too, are going to have to focus on keeping people healthy, which opens the door. That combined with new advances in technology opens the door to content marketing like never before. Mm-hmm. Which So again, it makes me go, yes. It's legitimized, and then it makes me go, crap. Now everybody knows about it, and everybody's going to say that they do it. And that's the downside of being an innovator, and and that sounds like we're patting ourselves on the back. But (laughs) when you're out in front on something, and then people catch up, and you're like, well, poop. Now now it's not not novel. Now it's not cool. Now it's not innovative. It's time Um, for the next thing. But I would like to say, because we've been talking about this and doing it for some time, we know what the hell we're talking about. We're not just jumping on the bandwagon. Yeah, for sure. So what about this story caught your guys' eyes? Is there anything in it that you want to point out? Well, I think what caught my eye when I was reading through it is all of these different, um, what, what would you call them, content? Um, what do, I don't know what to call them. They have Care Pass. They have a campaign by Aetna. Aetna? Aetna. Aetna. Yep. What's Your Healthy? Asmopolis. Rock Health, D Life, and they're just all D-bag. these. D bag. 
And there are all of these, what would you call them? What would you call these sites um, or programs? There are um, technology usually based health yeah. or wellness yeah. tools or applications. So like Asmopolis is all for people with asthma and um, a, a digital health component to try and control your asthma, manage your asthma. Um, D-Life is all f- information about diabetes. And that's what caught my eyes, all of these different things that are, exist now. And they're just, there's so many of them, and they're pretty fascinating. So, But you'll notice that they're not from healthcare organizations, or at least the, right. the ones that they provided in this article. No, they will be used by healthcare organizations, yes. no doubt. Yes. Or providers is what you mean, right? Yes. Yeah. Providers. You know, the one, um, the one place that I get hung up a little bit on is just the example that gets used over and over um, for people who are doing, in, in this industry, who are doing social media, right, in healthcare, and that's Mayo. Um, and I don't, I don't get hung up on it because they're not doing it right. I mean, I'm, they're certainly doing good things and cool things in social media, um, and they, they're, they certainly are a, a worthy example but the Mayo Clinic is, you know, it's the Mayo Clinic. It's, you know, when they put something out, people listen. It doesn't, they let people listen. It doesn't really matter what platform it's on. So they, they had a huge advantage going into anything. You know, if they put right. something up on iTunes, which, um, you know, is one of their examples. Not in this article. I don't think they talk specifically about iTunes. But I know that they have in, in presentations that I've seen in the past. You know, it was a huge hit. Apple featured it right away. Um, because it's the Mayo Clinic, uh, you know. They when when they when they start on Twitter, Facebook, people are going to follow them because it's the Mayo Clinic, not necessarily just because they're putting out awesome stuff. That almost becomes irrelevant. Um, you know, fortunately, they do, they do put out some good stuff. So, but so that's so I get a little bit hung up on that. Always kind of being the example of someone who like, look, they did it and they made it, you know, on social media because it's like, well, yeah, they're but they're the Mayo Clinic, you know. Find, find somebody who who was nobody. And then started using these tools properly and used them as the example of someone who like built themselves up on this platform and became known as, as you know, who they are in this space for, for doing something right. Yeah. You know, I, I know. think about it a little differently um, only because, you know, when the Mayo Clinic talks about something that we're on board with, it gets people's attention. Mm-hmm. And, and they think, they think if Wolf Mayo Clinic's doing it, it must be the right thing to do. And then all of a sudden, you know, social media is good. But there are a lot of people in the in the roles that have to make this stuff happen. I go well, yeah, of course they can do it. They're Mayo right. Clinic. The Mayo, Mayo Clinic argues that vehemently. They talk about how they're a huge bureaucratic nightmare. Right. That you think that we're you know could move on this stuff really quick, and it's very difficult because it's a very consensus driven, collaborative, or flat organization. So there's a little bit of truth in both of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I I feel like Lee Azy, who's in this article. I mean, he could have done it anywhere. I mean, he's really the reason this happened, not right. Mayo Clinic. Right. Yeah. He he got this early, and he yep. built into something significant. But the other part of that is Lee Azy is all about social media. And social media is certainly a component of content mm-hmm. marketing, but I think a lot of people tie the two together. Right. Um, or even digital. I mean, this says, the, the headline says, the U.S. healthcare industry gets a dose of digital, and they inter they interchange digital for content marketing like they're the same thing. Yeah. Right. And I think about content marketing as certainly digitally driven, almost not 100 percent, but primarily. But there's an article I was talking about just today in Adweek about events and how big brands are using events to drive social media activity because 
you know, you just can't sit there and yap all day about nothing. But if you have the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile show up at a, a state fair, not only do you have something to talk about as the brand, the people encountering it are have talking something about to talk you. about it, right? Yeah. Right. And it, so, so that's like the the combination of two things. Mm-hmm. So, but that event, yeah, you're you're exponentially taking better advantage of it because of social media. But that's an event. That's not digital. That's somebody showing up somewhere. But or, it creates that opportunity. It, it creates it opportunity. Creates, it right. create, it's the generator of content. I mean, it's something yeah, It is real. the content. I think it right. is the content. Well, I think, it's the, I think it's the generator of content. I mean, in, in and of itself, it, 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 is, it is a piece of content, but it's really the trigger to, to help you. I think it depends. Spread. It depends on what it See, is. See, like yes. the, the Wienermobile, that would be a generator. But if we're talking about like a seminar or a workshop, that would be the content. See, and I have a broader definition of content. To me, content is whatever you're delivering that has value to somebody. So to me, the wiener appeals, it's it's entertainment. Yeah. But it's still content to me. It's just in the form of, it's not a blog post. It's not a video. It's It's a wiener. It's a wiener. (laughs) It's a big, giant wiener. (laughs) It's a prop. It's an event. But to me, that's still content, how I think about it. And so content marketing is using that. Uh, whether it's educational, whether it's wellness oriented, whether it's a tool like some of the tools we're talking about, or whether it's entertainment, mm-hmm. all of that is valued by people, far more people than the promotional messages that you're trying to put out there. And so, right, we can we don't have to agree on all that, but no, I think we I think we do. But it, but definitely digital is critical to it. I just see it. I mean, you can have printed items that are content in a content marketing program. Yeah, maybe they're digitally printed. <laughs> so even to add to that, I forwarded uh, um, to what you're talking about earlier, Katie, yeah. an article about Audax Health. So Audax Health is a patient engagement startup that raised $20 million. Um, it is founded by, uh, let's see, I mean, the, it says the Series B round was led by uh, one investment firm that includes Vice Facebook's vice president of partnerships and board member Jack Rowe, who is also Aetna's former chief executive. So you got huge people and their product is called Zenzi and it's a digital app allowing patients to track their health progress, participate in wellness programs and compete with each other to meet health goals. Hello. Cause there's none of for those. 50 well, yeah. four years ago or whatever. <laughs> what? I mean, that's what that, I mean, I'm sure this is going to be like, blow the doors off of that because I got $20 million, but yeah, I know. I, know. I still, I, I'm waiting for somebody to quote unquote, do it right. Cause got how many of these, how many of these are there now? I mean, there's, yeah. you could go to the app store, you know, just for iOS alone, search for health or wellness and you're going to get, right. you know, 50 apps that do just that. So it's kind of like, is there a secret sauce to finally doing it right and be- somebody becoming the quote unquote Facebook of the kind of of the wellness space? Right. Maybe Facebook is going to be eventually yeah, the maybe. Facebook, or maybe they already are. Who right. I mean, to some degree, I don't know. I just, I, it seems like it's almost like the the dot com bubble again, and it's like all this money is being poured into this health and wellness space, yeah. and it's gonna burst at some point, and people are gonna be like, where you know, then it was where are the results? It's all these advertise, all these you know venture capitalists throwing all this money in, and, and it was like we're not, we're, not even we're results. Not getting you this money a, back. You didn't have a business model, right? right? Exactly. I mean, they don't even make money. No, I know. I mean, I was in the thick of it during that during the during the actual dot com bubble. So I mean, it was it was a fun ride, but it, God, it was. Once everybody's eyes were open to the fact that you got to make some money at this stuff, or in this case, that you know it needs to actually 
you know, well, A, it's got to make money because a lot of these are commercially driven. And, and B, it's got to actually make a difference in people's lives or be, you know, right. and, and, and make it easier to manage your health or make it interesting or make it fun or relevant, whatever, whatever the term is that, that, that makes it catch on. But mm-hmm. I don't know, nothing is really catching on yet. And I'd be surprised, to be honest, if even like this one became the, the one. Well, it may not. Which one are you talking the about? The odd X. Well, that's oh, the point, sorry. right? Which one right. are you talking about? There's like <laughs> yeah. seven <laughs> articles. <laughs> but the, the, the thing that makes me nervous about these kind of articles, too, is we, we already hear from some folks that we talk to about content marketing. Well, everybody's, you know, not everybody like health providers, but insurance companies do this and Nike does this. And now you got the former CEO of Aetna creating this. Right. Well, we can't hope to compete with that. So I give up. And you just want to go, well, first of all, even if they're creating these things, they're off-the-shelf products. They're not tied to your brand. So you can, in many cases, create something that's better or more relevant to your audiences. But even if you feel like you want to use these, it's you got to be careful. It's kind of like the library content that we talk about all the time, right, that you can license. You could license a lot of these products as a hospital. But that's only one piece of what you need to be doing, just like the library is. It's a, it's, first of all, it's other people have it, so it's not unique to you. And second of all, by itself, it's not going to be enough to draw people right. in. You build programs around these things yeah. to draw people in. So when we just talked to somebody this morning who is using health risk assessments, and phenomenal, we love health risk assessments, right? But they were struggling because they weren't getting as many people as they wanted, but all they were doing is promoting the health risk assessment. Mm-hmm. And they weren't, there was no content marketing program around it. There was no content around that. So how many people out there in the community are going, I need to take a risk assessment for A, B, or C? There are enough, Mm -hmm. but there are far more people dealing with that particular issue that you could draw into the assessment Mm -hmm. if you gave them compelling content. Mm -hmm. So there's so much opportunity in this. And it's, you know, in some ways it's great to be vindicated and in other ways, it's like uh, you roll your eyes. Now everybody in their mother is going to say they're doing content marketing, whether they're doing it or not, right. or doing it well. Yeah. So we're just going to have to kick all their asses. We should have a. We should. You know, and one thing that we spoke about on this uh, podcast, you know, just talking about you know, kind of defining content and and how broad it is and, and what we consider to be content. I think we need to do. Uh, probably not a podcast dedicated. I mean, we just did a podcast dedicated to that, but maybe some kind of workshop or video I mean, we kind of we did we've done a couple of them i don't know something because i feel like there there have been times for us even as an agency where we've um you know that's it's, it's content is something we hang our hat on uh, or something that we hung our hat on even before as you said earlier it was it was coined it was content marketing um but we've i mean even as an agency we've we've butted our heads again you know we've kind of bashed our head against a wall with trying to demonstrate to um or explain to you know clients in the past that the con- content that you need to deliver isn't always just you know throwing a testimonial out there. It's a, it's going out there and doing something that you can then sh- show right. in hindsight. You know the the greatness of what you did, or you can and people are going to talk about it now um, and share it and, and generate. And there's going to be user generated content, but it's it's right. we've got we've got to you know our industry has got to get beyond thinking of of content just as like you know, going and creating a blog and putting an article up there once in a while and thinking about it broader. I mean, you, as, as we talked about in our, in our workshop about wellness content, you're doing a crap load of content already with, right. the, with, the, with the stuff that you're doing. Leverage it, build yeah. upon it, and let those pieces, 
you know, complement each other, complement your marketing efforts better, let your marketing efforts complement those pieces better. I mean, too many things live in silos and, you know, we've got to get this under control and, and uh, tame the beast and have these things <laughs> le- leverage each other Metaphor a little better. Metaphor rant! <laughs> <laughs> We, we need can't bore the ocean. We've got Think to tame the beast the and really grab the bull by the horns. <laughs> Synergetically at, grab the bull by the horns while thinking outside the box. We can't bull the horn. We can't boil the horns. We've got to grab the beast by the ocean. <laughs> and I'm going to burn dust. And eat burn my rubber. dust. That's awesome. There's our podcast title. Burn dust. <laughs> Is that the opposite of boil the ocean? What was it last time? Kick the... I don't know what it was. What was it? Something like that. Kick the dirt. Kick bite the something the can. can. Bite the can. Bite the can. Yeah, no. we never did title Kick the show the that. Can. Bite, you bite the bullet. Well, no. those are the actual terms we have. Oh. <laughs> Mixed up our <laughs> Hit the dirt. <laughs> I don't know. Hit the can. Ooh, that's bad. Speaking of hitting the can. <laughs> you got to insert flush sound here. <laughs> All right. So anyway... Um, We've got plenty to say on content marketing. So we've got the, the paper that's that's it's actually based on four blog posts, but it, those blog posts were created as a series to become a paper. So now we're yeah. going to boil them, into put them a together. Paper. Yeah. Um, and I think that that really is a nice, extensive look into how we think about content marketing and how to build programs. And yep. so that'll be really good. Mm-hmm. We'll have that available soon. All right. So uh, moving on to the next topic, the next issue. <laughs> Topic. Jack Jamon. Jack Jack Jamonde. Who passed away, by the way, like three weeks ago. Oh, no. Totally. And I recognize his name from the McLaughlin group. <laughs> from what? The McLaughlin group. You're an too old, young. An old SNL skit with oh. Dana Carvey and whoever else he had on. Yeah. You don't it, know who it was? The, the McLaughlin group was a, is, I don't know if it's still around. It was a political talk show okay. on Sunday mornings where they basically had a round table and, yep. and debate. It was like Crossfire before Crossfire. Uh, and one of the regulars' name was Jack Germond. I think it was Jack Germond. But the guy who <laughs> led it was McLaughlin. I don't know what his first name was. And he was kind of like, he'd be like, Katie, what do you think of this? And he'd be like, Adam. And he'd go around like that. And then Dana Carvey on Saturday Night Live made fun of it. And he'd be like, Jack, Jack Germondi. Hoop, hoop, a doo, boo. And, and you'd like, just make up names. And his and, guests would get like two words out right, before he'd go, go, go to the next <laughs> That's funny. So anyway, that's a that's a... Old joke, old person joke. <laughs> you have to know when you have to watch Saturday Night Live when Dana Carvey was on, which that was may not the, have been born. And to, for me, that was like the era of SNL that was the best. Chopping broccoli. Remember that? <laughs> you guys still watch SNL? <laughs> I yeah. still watch it. Yeah, yeah. There's it's still just, some good. Stuff. There's some magic missing from the era that it was. That oh, I thought was it's new the magic. There's years, some good stuff. Everybody really said, like, but people. I mean, people who like. Loved the Eddie Murphy days or the you know the Dan Aykroyd you know the the first era generation where you know they probably think everything I know after that sucks but some yeah. of the stuff now is funnier than that because I've seen it there's all. some good stuff I mean yeah, yeah. every time every time Justin Timberlake is on it's comedy gold and he does what? his really? oh, oh my yeah. gosh yes he's funny. He, every episode oh, he's hilarious yeah. he's been on five times now and yep. every time he's on he does a, a skit where he's a a mascot for a store. You know, like the guys are out front and dressed up every time it's a different store and he'll, they'll, they'll, they'll open with another mascot who's out on the sidewalk going, Oh, come to, come to Hank's, you know, butcher shop for free. And it's a hot dog. Right. And then he'll come in as like tofu and he, he is like basically ripping on the other guy and, and he does it by going into song and he sings popular songs 
and it's hilarious. Yeah, and he ties it to whatever the product is. I mean, it's, it's really funny. clever and yeah. hilarious. And he'll usually do a, a, a musicals thing with with uh, Samberg, right? The Dick like in the Box, D in the thing Box, and, uh, and God, what are the other ones? The Mother's Day one, which yeah. is <laughs> it's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. you've never Maybe, seen that? No, I've I, not that. Oh not my gosh, Justin Timberlake's. Just but, just go to Hulu. Yeah. And because it. it used to Google all their clips used to go to Hulu yeah. and yeah. and just plug in Justin Timberlake SNL and you'll I mean there's so many good I just I, you just I just said to Google Timberlake on Hulu which is completely this <laughs> wow dude thing you I just like said. the universe is gonna implode I just I just basically replaced the word search with Google which oh, is oh uh, <laughs> I didn't even know what you <laughs> well, did it's kind of like it's kind of like you know Kleenex I don't for you can't use Kleenex right. as a verb I Kleenex to would my you Kleenex your nose, nose. <laughs> it's just bad. <laughs> Okay, so I keep seeing bus size drive by for this next segment. I'm going to wait till the next one comes up because I saw my contribution. But this this oh. segment is your favorite or most interesting brand in the news right now. Yeah. And so mine keeps driving by. I will see if it see if it comes <laughs> Metro, up. But Metro go transits. ahead, Katie. What's your what's your favorite okay, brand in the so news? So I chose something interesting because <laughs> well, and we didn't. <laughs> No, I mean, oh, I meant, good for I meant you. that because it says favorite or most interesting, and I chose interesting, oh, okay, okay. Wow. not favorite. <laughs> Anyways, so the reason I chose this is because I have the um, AP News app on my phone, and so whenever there's breaking news, you get a notification of it. And that usually, got an overhaul recently too, didn't it? It did, and I hate it. Oh, I actually thought it was a little Oh, d- I, I can't ever find the breaking news, though. But anyways, that's... It's a breaking news app, and I can't find the breaking news. That's another story, though. Well, well tell us what you're going to talk about. I think okay. that actually is so, the epitome of the problem. <laughs> so, no. So, usually the breaking news is related to, like, Syria or yeah. something, big international problems. Um, but recently, I got a breaking news alert that was talking about Maine's lobster in- industry and how they're going to start marketing it. So, it's like, what? This is so <laughs> bizarre. I never get any news alerts about this but so i looked into it more and so my favorite brand or my most interesting brand (laughs) right now is the lobster or the main lobster industry and the state of maine and i chose that because they are putting together like a board group to start marketing the industry so they're increasing their marketing budget sixfold in three years it's going to be 2.2 million dollars of a marketing budget and I just thought it was so interesting because um, you think of like the milk and the got milk campaign and how big that was. So I'm yeah. just interested to see got what they're going to do with it. Yeah. Got lob. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. Say. And their main <sighs> competitors are Canadian lobster, which is similar to the main lobster. And then the, what do they call it? The, oh, what did they call what it? What about the main crabbers? Well, they said other seafood and... Um, and then the spiny, is it spiny lobster from like warmer climates and like oh, the Caribbean? Huh. Is it so, mean like where the vast yeah. majority yeah. of lobster comes Yeah, so that's the from. thing that's is that is. it's like, it, it, there was 127 million pounds of lobster last year from Maine. That's incredible. We're going to run pine- out like in four years. <laughs> right? How, how is there that much lobster not, that just continually is? Yeah. So I guess they're known for their lobster, but they're not. Yes. They could do a lot more with it, and they um, are. I guess their industry supposedly. I mean, that's a lot of lobster, but they want people to go to Maine to buy their lobster. Yeah, that should the be their. That's the, it is, that should yeah. be their slogan. Well, not go. That's to a Maine. lot of lobster. <laughs> I mean, Maine lobsters are like Florida oranges. 
Yeah. Does that yeah. mean anything to you? Yeah. I'm not yeah. a lobster yeah. eater. Georgia and peaches. I think of Maine when I or think Or Georgia of, peaches. Yeah. Right. Now, Georgia peaches, I don't ever recall a branding campaign, but Florida oranges right. did for a long time. Right. Yep. Yep. And the got milk, I believe, raisins. was, like, to your point, the Wisconsin dairy farmers. It might have been. Yeah, I, I think it was. Um, but they, that was less about, that was about one brand. Milk. It was yeah. just about promoting yeah. milk. Right. Um, well, but I think they, they have a strong brand, so I, I get what they're trying to right. do. And California right now is trying to, because they produce more dairy than Wisconsin, so they have the, all those campaigns Whatever. with the their cows. With, they should stick with raisins and liberal <laughs> <Right>. policies. <laughs> they already have enough to be proud of over there. So. <laughs> they don't need to take milk from Wisconsin. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Who wants God. California milk? That's just nasty. Sounds gross, actually. It is. They can have California like cheese, milk. too, from Oakland. <laughs> Whatever. All right. So anyways, that was my brand is the, the main lobster industry. I like it. I checked in on the agenda a little too late to actually be creative with mine. So I'm just going to default to my <laughs> your answer to for my everything. Standard, to my standard favorite brand. Pause to see if people can fill in the blank. Okay, go. <laughs> well, and only it's because they have been in the news. That's why I figured they qualified here, and that's Apple. Because they've got a new phone coming out, the new operating system's coming out. That's the kind of stuff I'm always you know, all over. Fingerprint? Yes. That would be awesome. Although I, I actually um, <clears throat> went back and forth with whether I wanted to do Apple or Google for this one because Google's been you know, in the news with some stuff lately. Whoa. New devices coming out. Oh, I thought you meant like your to... next phone. I'm like, that would be oh. a seismic shift. No, though I may go with the Nexus 7 for my next tablet rather than replacing really? my iPad with an iPad mini. I'll probably end up getting both. Um, a, a, well, you know, we've, we've got our own little um, kind of uh, device arsenal for, for testing, kind of our, our mobile testing lab, if you will, um, that, we, that we build upon. And actually, the way that, we, the way that I kind of grow our lab is fun because I've got a box full of phones at home. But it's basically every – you can go if – you, if, if you are somebody like – and I would encourage almost every marketing department to have a little box of phones for testing stuff. And you can get them cheap. You go to eBay – Buy used phones from like last year where you can buy. It's like they can be on Verizon, AT and T. Doesn't matter because you're not going to use it. You're not going to use it to make phone calls. You're going to get on your Wi-Fi oh, and you're going to test see. stuff okay. with it. So you can get last year's phones in many cases like Androids, Blackberries for less than a hundred bucks, like fifty, sixty, seventy bucks. Nice. Um, and every once in a while, I go on eBay, look through the list, see what's on there, and, and grab a phone uh, and to add to our arsenal. But um, we do need to get a nice small android tablet other than the kindle fires that we have or uh, kindle fire that we have and um yeah i think that'd be a good replacement and cool. I, I would personally like to have one so cool. so google but apple i'm just gonna go back to apple that's the one i just had two i guess sorry it's okay <laughs> that's okay that's a good one all right so mine is um actually mine is leading to something bigger than my favorite brand most interesting brand because I was going to talk about Minsure, which is the health care exchange in Minnesota, and it's advertising. Um, but what that led to was something else, which to me I will title how sick I am of Rube pushback. <laughs> Rube pushback. The industry of Rube pushback? The brand? Rube pushback. And what this made me think of was, okay, so I'm going to talk about my brand. I keep looking for it driving by. But it makes me think of the Fifty Shades of Grey pushback. Are you guys familiar with this? Is that like an erotic pushback of some sort? (laughs) (laughs) So they just announced that they've they've selected the lead characters. Yes. 
Now, I don't know who the woman is. Are they doing a movie out of it? They're going to create a movie out of it. What? Is this going to be like a porn? (laughs) I don't know. But it's been in the works for a while, right? Probably. If they are going to stick to the book. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure to be rated R. Something's going to stick to the book. (laughs) 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 So I don't know who the woman is, (laughs) but the guy is one of my favorite actors of all time. I don't know if you guys watch Sons of Anarchy. His name's Charlie Hunman, I think is how you pronounce it. He's one of the lead characters. I'm not gay, but if I was, you this would be, be my guy. Charlie he Hunter. is oh, unbelievably like. charismatic. He's young, blonde, just great actor. I mean, just phenomenal. He's, man, man he's crush. the reason I watch the show in many ways. So he's the guy that's, that's selected as whatever his name is, Sterling Gray. I don't even know what the guy's name is. And there's this huge internet black. Now, I don't know how huge it is, but it's a backlash. And people are like all pissed off because they want somebody else. And I've just had it with Rube Backlash. And, and maybe it's because I like this guy and I don't want – I mean, a lot of people are saying, why would he do this? He's a great actor. Why would he – because this is like – this is trash literature from, <laughs> from everything I've heard, right? It's compelling, but it's basically lit trash. So they're like, why would he do it? But most of the people are like mad because they want somebody else. And I'm just like, I don't give a crap what – however many people because you can't please the Rubes, right? You can't please the Rubes. I think we've got something? a show title. Go ahead. Yeah. They originally asked Ryan Gosling to be in it. Oh, they did so not. That's, that's people, a rumor. It's a rumor? Yes. Yeah. Well, they probably approached him. <laughs> okay. They may have approached him. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to say it's a rumor. I'm sure it is a rumor, but if they approached him, he was probably like, I don't want to do that right, shit. Right, right. Sorry, excuse the language. So anyway, <laughs> rude pushback. So here's how that plays into Minsure, okay? So Minsure is our health exchange, and I think it was about a week or two ago, they launched the campaign to start – educating people about what Minsure was, how you use it, whatever. And their campaign, I think, is awesome, right? So it takes Paul Bunyan and Babe the Blue Ox, which are icons of Minnesota. And in one of our communities, let me be sure I get this right because I want to make sure I um, pick on the people that are idiots. Let's see. It was... Bemidji. Okay, so Bemidji, Minnesota. It's a vacation spot. It's it's quintessential Minnesota. It's a beautiful little town. And they have a giant Babe the Blue Ox and Paul Bunyan there, right? So basically, the, the, the advertising takes those figures, so towering wooden figures, and p- places them in positions where they would need health care. So like one of the one of the print ads shows – and these, th- these things are huge, like three stories tall. One of them shows – Paul Bunyan kind of on a sled, right? He's on a, on, a, on a wintry hill, and he's stuck on a tree, like, between his legs. So, like, he was sledding, and he ran into a tree right between right his legs. Right in the crotch. Hilarious. Right in the crotch. And Bay of the Blue Ox is just standing. And, and they're in their stiff wooden positions, right? They just basically took him and put him in these positions. And the other one shows, like, Paul Bunyan standing there, and his, his axe, which is normally his hand, <laughs> is embedded in his lower leg. And the, the point is, like, if you need health care, you need insurance and, you know, MidExchange min or MinSure will help you. So it takes something that's Minnesotan, people yep. in Minnesota get, has some fun with it, gets your attention, and God, also God ties forbid. to what this is about, which is health care. So awesome. Great advertising. I'm not sure who did it. I, I think they're in here. We should give them credit for it, the agency. Um, I can try and find it. Try to find it. It's in here. But what's funny is the... <laughs> A news story broke because the mayor of Bemidji was pissed off because she feels like this was a mistreatment of these two 
beloved icons of Minnesota. Her, her, um, she said she was not impressed. Albrecht, her name is Mayor Rita Albrecht. Let's make sure we get that out there. Mayor Rita Albrecht, Rube. She's an official elected <laughs> Rube. She took to social media to say she was not impressed. She criticized the tackiness of some of the images and said the company hired by the state to produce the campaign doesn't get it. To have him be a doofus, it doesn't make sense for us. We kind of think of Paul as stately and handsome and representing a proud era of timber what? production in our community. Guess, if you, if you, in, in, as a Minnesotan, I can say this, you know. Yes, maybe if you're from northern Minnesota, yeah, Paul go. Bunyan defines stately and handsome. He's and I love stately and handsome. He is a tall tale. He is a cartoon figure. He drug his axe and made the damn Grand Canyon. He didn't cure cancer. He didn't found the state. He's a mythical creature. He's a folk legend. He is a folk legend. <laughs> so, so after this hit, the blowback. Now here, I, here I'm for the rubes because the blowback was intense on this poor mayor, and she backpedaled. What's it called? Walking it back. That's what it's called now when you say something and people are like, you're a moron, and you, you walk it so back. Backpedaling. You say, oh, I back. didn't really mean it that way. What I meant was this. and oh. So she walked it back when she said, when we first saw the ads, we thought, <laughs> what? But as we thought about it more, we think it's positive that people recognize Paul and Babe. It's important and that people like that. Jesus. So basically somebody got a hold of her and said, you look like a rube <laughs> idiot. So get your butt out there and correct that. Jeez. I found the agency. I was just looking for it. It's a, it's a big it's agency here. BBDO Proximity. I've actually yeah. not heard of it. BBDO Proximity. Which they actually did the Genio Make the Switch campaign, which you, have you seen that? Hmm. To go to Turkey instead of um, ground beef. That's totally unrelated. I just thought it was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm unfamiliar but with that But it's BBDO Proximity. Yep. So... Yep, she she was very I upset. Think they did a good job. She tweeted, "Paul's Paul's a special icon, not a joke. Cannot, do not have fun at Paul Bunyan's expense." <laughs> have you ever been to? I think it's the one in maybe it's Bemidji, but I thought it was Brainerd, where they have Paul Bunyan Land, and you go there, and as a kid, you Probably can sit in. There's a the giant Paul Bunyan, and you can sit in his hand, and I think he lifts right. you up in the air and back down. Oh my but there's gosh. they have like this PA system where Paul Bunyan is supposed to talk to you when you walk in, and your parents like tell the guy that your name secretly. So as a kid, when you walk in, Paul Bunyan is supposed to be like, "Welcome, Adam." <laughs> but the system sounds you sound like Bane from Batman. <laughs> this is your icon, well, Gotham. <laughs> what it actually sounds like, because the PA system is actually so horrible, it's it's you get in there and, and you hear. <laughs> Adam. It's like that's thank you. But you can't have fun at Paul's expense. No. He he is a treasured icon not to be made fun of or had fun with. That's funny. You are to admire him from afar as a representative of the fine history of timber and timber (laughs) industry in the state of Minnesota. Don't laugh, Katie. This is serious. Anyway. BBD. What was the name of my rant? Um, rube. Something about I'm can't tired. I'm the sick rubes. of the rube. You can't please back. the rubes. <laughs> Stop it. Stop listening to the rubes, Tropicana, about your new packaging. They'll get over it. If people are upset about Tropicana orange juice packaging, they have far too much time on their hands. <laughs> talk about Is talk about first world right problems or what Charles Barkley calls white people problems. Yeah. If you're so upset, you've got to rant on Twitter about Tropicana <laughs> orange juice packaging. 
You are a privileged person. Yeah. No kidding, <laughs> yeah. man. Rubes. Rubes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm sure people could go back on my Twitter feed and find plenty of rube. Oh comments. yes, I'm, pr- I'm pretty I sure I had rube just fine. I'm pretty sure I, I I had made a comment on Facebook once about how ticked I was after finishing our basement that I couldn't balance the amount of light coming through two glass doors that were sitting next to each other in, in opposing closets. I'm like, this one's bigger. It has less light coming out of it than that one. And I wanted them to be the same. And I'm like, this is a, this is a white yeah. person. I uh-huh. added that white, per, white people problem hashtag to that one. <laughs> Luckily, I don't. There's, there's times where I'm tempted to tweet and I don't. <laughs> I get an upgrade to first yes. class. I'm like, where's my water? Yes. There's supposed to be a free bottle of water here. It's not here. I'm going to tweet that. And I'm like, wait a second. That's going to come off really bad. Let's not go. And a picture of your first class seat with the water bottle missing. Look like at this. The injustice. <laughs> oh, but like I tell people, there's a lot of pain. In if you get a first class upgrade, there's a lot of pain involved in getting there. There is. You're traveling all over the damn country. That's no fun. Yeah. Well, yeah. unless yeah. Well, yeah. Getting the upgrade, unless you're just handed the, first class seats the, by right. your. Oh well, yeah. As a part of your gig, all that's. Or probably, you're wealthy that's probably enough not to so just rushed. pay them all the time. Right. All that's time. what I mean. Right. But anyhow, I. I think that's probably good enough for today. Yeah. We crushed it. We did. I don't know how long we went, but it's long. It's In the words one. of Gary Vaynerchuk, doesn't he always say that? It's long. It's maybe he does say that too. <laughs> yeah, crush, crushing it, I think is his. Crushed his it, yep, crush it. All right. I was just going to say he twerks me, but now I can't. That word is I can't no can't longer use that either. word. It's destroyed. <laughs> no. More, I don't think I want more rude. Backlash. I don't want Gary Vaynerchuk twerking me. Oh. And on that note, <laughs> for the Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards podcast, this is Chris Bevelo, Katie Streeter, and Adam Meyer. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.